0: Hello, this is Pastor Rob Barber of Bethel Church in Teppers Plains, Ohio, where our mission is connecting people to God. Welcome to our podcast. I believe God will anoint this message to speak to you today because we do have this promise in Isaiah 5511. My word I will send out and it will always produce fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. As you listen to this message... Let the Word of God penetrate your heart so it can accomplish all His will in your life. Enjoy this message.
1: You know, Pastor Otis said last week, and I so agree with him, when, you're, when you just have a few opportunities to be up here, there's so many things you could do, so many. And you spend, I think you spend more time if you're not here regularly because you just spend, want to do exactly what you feel God wants you to do. So, so between spending time with the Holy Spirit and filling impartations this week about what I'm to bring this morning, and then upon a total revision of that. Here we are, and you know, I'm usually a, a little um, illustrative and a little, little structured, and this morning it kind of goes in several different places, but I really feel convicted in my spirit that this is exactly what God wanted for today. Um, and I even feel confirmation with everyone holding hands and, and when we prayed, so, you know, Jesus... Jesus asked lots of questions. Jesus asked 305 different questions in the New Testament. And when I started cutting my teeth as a believer, I had a few generals in the faith that just took me under their wings. And one of them, every church service, and we met three times a week... That was back in the old days when we met Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and everybody went Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And I had a guy, his name was Bob, and he would always ask me a really open-ended question. Man, to make me go home and search, and he needed, he wanted the answers the next time I saw him. And the Sunday morning questions were challenging because I had to figure something out by Sunday night. But he really helped me. And I didn't realize then, but he was in a way mimicking the way Jesus liked to help and to teach and to share with people. Jesus asked how and why questions. Jesus asked open-ended questions. That's what Bob would do to me. Jesus asked questions that were really challenging. But Jesus didn't ask any when questions. He didn't ask the when questions. We like to ask the when questions, don't we? When is this going to happen? When am I going to find a spouse? When am I going to get a better job? When are things going to be different? We like the when questions. But Jesus didn't ask those Jesus asked questions like in Matthew chapter 16, verse 15. He said to them, who do you say that I am? Those are things Jesus asked. In Matthew 20, 32, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Sadly, we all have a really big answer to that question, don't we? You have a list. Luke 6:46, Jesus said, Ooh, now why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say? Mmm. John 21:17 Jesus says, "Do you love me, Simon?" "Do you love me?" I think about Jesus asking us some of those questions. Mm. Philip in the uh, you don't have this from Miss Matea, but in, in John 24, 9, Jesus was talking to Philip, and Philip had been with Jesus, and they had hung out together, and, and Philip had seen the things that Jesus had done. And Jesus asked Philip, Do you even know me? So, in, in Connect Group, I don't know, maybe a month ago, we had someone asking some questions, and I, th- I thought about it with this, with this message. And uh, I probably won't get these exactly right, but they were asked at group, and we, we discussed them, and we talked about them. And, you know, one of the questions is, what, what is the gospel? Anybody? What, what is the gospel? It's the good news. It's the teachings of Jesus, right? But who's Jesus? This is our thing, right? This is our deal. We're here. It's Sunday morning. Who is Jesus? He's the Son of God. He's the Messiah. He's the incarnation of God, right? So why did Jesus come? To save the world. Why did we need saved? (laughs) Because we're just as filthy rags, right? We're just sinners. And the Bible says there's no good in us. (sighs) Why do you come to church? There's a good one. We didn't ask this one in group. Why do you come to church? I hear lots of different things going on. Oh. When did you last tell somebody about Jesus? Not your faith. Okay, oh, okay. When did you specifically tell somebody about Jesus? anybody do that in the last five days? Specifically tell somebody about Jesus. We have a few. Wow. Hmm. Proverbs 2.6. As Pastor Otis said about knowledge this morning, "For the Lord gives wisdom, from His mouth comes knowledge and understanding." So the Lord gives wisdom and He gives knowledge, and God gives understanding. And you see, we're, this world, we're drowning in information, and we're starving for knowledge. Somebody, one of the kids asked me something when they came in, and now I can't even recall what it was, and, oh, why did they call kindergarten kindergarten? And I said, ask Mr. Google Pants, and you'll find out you realize, if you know me, it's Mr. Google Pants, everything is at our fingertips. And we know everything that's going on in the whole world right now, if we want to. It's overwhelming. We have all this information, and we're missing out on knowledge. Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 8. Has anyone heard of Solomon? Solomon was a pretty really sharp guy. He was pretty, pretty wise. Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 8. Solomon said to God, You've dealt with my father David with great faithfulness and have made me king in his place. Now, Lord God, your promise to my father David is fulfilled. You have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Now give me wisdom and knowledge... So that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can rule this great people of yours? And God said to Solomon, Because you didn't ask for riches? I'm gonna slow down. Because you didn't ask for riches? You didn't ask for wealth? You didn't ask for honor? You didn't ask for the life of those you hate? Nor did you even ask for long life, but you asked for yourself wisdom and knowledge so that you may rule my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge have been granted to you, and I will also give you riches, wealth, and honor such as none of the kings who were before you possessed, nor will those who will come after you. So Solomon went from the high place, which was at Gibeon, from the tent of meeting to Jerusalem, and he reigned over Israel. We're lacking wisdom and knowledge. You see, I'm going to use the same person I've used with this before. We have this thing, right? This is like if, if we're into sports. You know, we got the ball. This is the ball. And, and then or God's got the ball, okay? He's got it. This is the ball. He's, a, he's got the ball. He's a, and he says, here, Vince. You remember we did this before? He says, here, Vince. You can have it. i give you the ball. I drop the ball and Vince has it. It's yours. You can keep it. You can use it. You can apply it. You can do whatever you want with the ball, but that ball's yours. It's ours. Janice said, here it is. Here, here, here it is, Bethel. Here. Here, here, here. The choice is yours, Janice. You can take the ball. He's trying to. Pa- you ever see when little kids are pl- learning to play basketball, and you got a kid that's trying to give it to another kid, and they have you ever seen that? Uh, and they hand them the ball, and the kid don't want to take it. They're like, I don't really know if I want. I can't dribble. I can't. And they're kind of like <laughs> going back. And- <sighs> Do you want to take it? Do you want it? Do you really want the ball? Do you really want it? That's. This is what we're here for. <sighs> it- Oh, goodness. You know, at our Connect group, they know every year we go into this big January challenge. And I challenge the group to read the Bible that year, at least the New Testament. Okay? And the New Testament, it takes the average reader eight hours to read the New Testament. So this year, several people in our group have read the New Testament, some of them once, some of them twice, I think we have a three-timer, we have someone who's read the Gospels three times, you know, they're really, (laughs) that that encourages me, I love it, in a few months we get to start again, it'll be January, so you come here on Sunday morning, right, we're usually here a couple hours, we usually get out at noon, that's kind of our MO, noon. And then you spend maybe driving here and getting ready. You spend another hour, right? So you invest three hours on Sunday morning for this. So think about... If you can read the entire New Testament in eight hours... If you stayed home from church mm, for three Sundays and read your Bible the New Testament then you could come back here on the fourth Sunday a completely changed person so you're telling me not to come to church? yeah I'm telling you to stay home three Sundays and read your entire New Testament and then come back and see how much of a change you have in your life and how many other people you can change. Just a suggestion. Or you could carve out the time somewhere else. Pastor Otis and Ivy like that better. They can't believe I said that. Pastor Rob won't be able to believe I said that either. But you got to read. Is coming to church more important than reading your Bible? It's not. You got, this is where the wisdom and knowledge comes from. Jesus. It comes from Jesus. Most of the time we come here for self-fulfillment. It felt good. I like that song. I didn't like that song. It's us. But it's supposed to be about Jesus. You've you got to come for Jesus. But we're coming for everything else. Solomon didn't want everything else. He said, I want wisdom and knowledge. The rest doesn't matter. Oh, goodness gracious. You know, yesterday, some of you were here. Yesterday was Miss Deb's memorial. And some of you have thought about, what did I say when she was still here? What did I pray? What did I believe? You know, we're thinking about those things, and then you have to realize we're just humans. We're not always right. When you understand that everybody's not always right, you'll you'll learn to be able to accept people better. So we don't always understand everything. But what I do know is that John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever shall call upon Him. Jesus came to redeem us from the law, right? He came to redeem us from legalism and from religion. From, he came to redeem us from works. He paid the price for you and for me and for seven and a, roughly seven and a half billion other people. Jesus paid that price and he now intercedes with the Father for you. See, I, I don't want to fool around. I don't want to just play around anymore. That's why I said stay home from church and read your Bible. I, I just don't. I don't want to play church. I don't want to play politics. I, don't, You know, even here, I've heard some people love Oliver Anthony. Some people don't. Some people like jelly rolls. Some people don't. I was so stoked this morning. I like Sunday mornings because you think I'd have my Jesus on coming to church. But on Sunday mornings, I found a channel that plays the 80s. And it's every Sunday morning. It's, ro- it's roll. It's rollback. I was coming to church, jamming to the 80s, feeling full of Jesus. You know, so, we all love things. We all don't love things. You know, we have people in here that are to the right. We have people that are to the extreme right. We have some people here that are to the left. I don't think we have any to the extreme left. You know, we have people that that love Donald Trump. We have people that love Ron DeSantis. We even have people in here that like Joe Biden. We probably have some people that still think Hillary's gonna save us all. It, it, it doesn't matter. We have Republicans in here, we have Democrats in here. It's okay because this is about Jesus. And that's that's not stuff's not what it's about. You gotta get you some wisdom and knowledge. And then you'll pick the right things and do the right things. And oh goodness gracious. It's got, we have to decide to be about the father's business. The father's business is people. People's lives changed. People pulled from the pits of hell. When did that quit being the purpose of the church in America? Last week I counted 106 empty chairs and it made me sad. Does it make anybody else in here sad? Does it? Or uh, uh, I don't know what you've went through. But, and you don't know what I've went through either. You don't know what my family has gone through. I don't know what your family has gone through. I keep a lot of my stuff... I'm real private, I keep a lot of my stuff that I'm going through between me and my family and Father God but we've all had lots of things we've had to be down on our knees and just believe when it's just us believing and we feel like nobody else has got our back and nobody understands what's going on and nobody understands what's taking place but we're throwing our faith with everything we have and you see I don't know your pain this morning. You may be there thinking, well, Eddie, you don't have any idea. No, I don't have any idea. I don't. And you don't have any idea about mine. But I know that the word of God is enough. It is enough. This is the spot where I had, and I think we spent some time doing that, but this is a spot where I had, just if somebody's by you and you want to, just hold their hand. Couples, you can still do that. It feels really nice. It feels nice. A few weeks ago, Trish and I were walking in Walmart and we were holding hands and she said, this is really nice. And I said, yeah, it's a nice day. She said, no. She said, yeah, that's us guys, right? Read the book, men are from the, Mars and women are from, we're, we're just so, uh, we just don't, you know. Us guys just don't get it. you got to tell. Understand, you've got to tell us. We'll do it if you tell us. We just don't get it. So she said, no, that we've been married 33 years and we always hold hands. I said, well, I love how your hand feels in my hand. I got it in you. I made up for it, didn't I? So, there's things happening today. Mark chapter 12. A lot of you are going to learn something here in a second. Mark chapter 12, you shall love. How do we know we're a believer? Because you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. Heard it it lots and lots, right? Heard it lots and lots and lots. Above all things, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength? What's the second thing you have to love? Nope. you got to love you. You you have to love you. And that's happening so much in the church. I spoke with someone yesterday. See, we want to go help the world, and we want to say yes to everything. If you know me well here, I look at people sometimes and say, look at me practice. No. No. We say yes to everything because we want to have this feeling of self-worth, and we can do it, and we can do it, and we can do it, and we want everybody to love us. And we say we want to go love our neighbor, and we haven't figured out how to love ourselves. You have to love yourself. You can't love your neighbor. That's why Jesus said you'll love your neighbor as yourself. You have to love you first. You have to be okay with you. You realize how hard we are on ourselves. I know if I treated my friends the way I treat myself sometimes, I wouldn't have friends. You got to love you. First, you got to love you. You have to love you. Robin Williams. Has anyone heard of Robin Williams? Was, Robin Williams was awesome, wasn't he? You know, <laughs> Robin Williams, he made people laugh. I'm an 80s kid, so that's when his show Mork and Mindy was out. And, and he touched so many people, made so many people laugh. And Robin Williams wanted to be a great comedian and make people laugh. And he did that. And then he decided he wanted to have a TV show. And he did that, Mork and Mindy. It was You know, I I can hardly do it, my fingers go, nanu, nanu, you know. (laughs) And then he said, well, I want that, I want our program to be number one rated. And his TV show became the number one show in America. And so then he decided he wanted to make some movies, or make a movie, and he did. And then he decided he wanted to win an Academy Award In a non-comedic role, he wanted to win an Academy Award in a drama. And he did. And he said, I want to have a, a lovely family, and he did. All these things he wanted to do, and he did. He achieved everything. And then he killed himself. He made everybody happy, but who? Himself. Cause you don't kill yourself if you're, if, if you're happy. He loved everybody, but himself. And see, our, our lives Are controlled by God, but God gives us choices. The decisions that we make control us, right? The decisions what to believe, the decisions what to do, what to give, where to go, when to say yes, when to say no. If we look back five years, look back 10 years, look back 15 years, The decisions we made back then determine where we're at today. If we would have made different decisions, your life today could be totally different. It it could be better. It, It could be worse. But your decisions and your choices are a product of that. And it... It's worrisome to me the things, shouldn't use the word worrisome, it's troubling to me the things that affect people now. You know, because our brain, our brain is, is made for survival, right? We didn't used to have these nice buildings and heat and air conditioning and, and uh, uh, food at home in a refrigerator. You know, we had to go out and And kill things for supper and I don't know it's a big debate how old we really are but you know did did we have to run from the saber-toothed tiger at one point or the dinosaur it's a big debate but our brain was made for survival but those things aren't really here anymore that humanity used to have the way we used to have to survive But yet we still have this same brain that's however old. And so our brain is always trying to keep us away from things that might hurt us, right? (laughs) And so now we get afraid. We get afraid and upset if someone says something yucky about us on Facebook. We, we, we're, it, it worries us if somebody doesn't like us. But see, it used to be our brain was like, get away from the saber-toothed tiger. And now it's like, oh no, Janice doesn't like me. So now we got to protect ourselves and stay away from Janice, she doesn't like me. We think, we think, oh, goodness, and we're worrying and fret because I don't have enough money. I don't, I don't make enough money. What am I going to do? How? It's just, just. And we put ourselves in these situations. But we're worrying about the money we make. That's what this brain and this brain just keeps you worrying about those things. Yeah, real life, two-thirds of the world only makes $2 a day. So if you're in this room, you're rich. uh, Goodness gracious. But we worry. We worry because we need this and we need that and we need to do that and we need it. And so our brain's doing all this to us because it's survival. Your brain's built for survival and it's telling us all this stuff that shouldn't really even be there. But we don't have enough wisdom and knowledge Because we didn't take the ball that's being passed off to us. And so we live and we waller in that worry and that fret and that somebody doesn't like me and somebody said something about me on Facebook and Janice doesn't like me especially. That's the biggest one that I'm worried about. And i got to go to the altar and pray. And you got altars full of people praying for things that are like, what, are you kidding me? I mean, I mean, I... really we're praying for that let's go back to two-thirds of the world only make two dollars a day (sighs) so (sighs) life is short we don't know how short we had the memorial yesterday i've been spending two weeks my father-in-law passed away a year ago his wife passed away month ago and I've been spending the last two weeks at their farm and we you know we have piles here's a here's a keep pile here's a throwaway pile here's a sell pile here's a giveaway pile and it's just so sad I listened I hit the answering machine and listened to messages and there was a lot of important messages there's still important mail coming and when that important mail comes I have a card in here for Andy and Kimmy. When that important mail comes, we just throw it away. It don't matter what it is. They're gone. And it's sad. I'm so, I, I don't like being there. It's sad, but that's what your life's going to be. That's what's going to happen with your stuff and your things. And somebody's going to go through it, sell it, give it away, throw it away. It means nothing. When you're gone, it's, it's nothing. Your mail... It doesn't mean anything. The, the urgent voice message, that 100, 100, on the, 100 on the phone messages. Some of them are really urgent. They don't mean anything. That's, that's going to be all of us. That's all of us. And you realize, like, maybe a, a week or so will go by, and everybody will say, oh, that's sad. They're gone. And then your family will hang on a little longer. They'll, they'll hurt for quite a while. But outside from your family... You know, in a matter of a few weeks, the world just hums along. You're gone. That's that. Bye. So we have to decide this morning what really matters. What are we causing ourselves to suffer and obsess over when we just need to make the decision to love ourselves? Because there's people here this morning that are hurting because you don't know how to love yourself. There's a book I I recommend to my group, I recommend books sometimes, but uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He was was in several different concentration camps as a prisoner and while he was in Auschwitz, he found so much joy in the middle of what he was going through. And if you wanna get a good perspective on life, it's a difficult, emotional read. If you want to get a good perspective on life, read Man's Search, for Morning. Ah, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And he found joy and peace and happiness while he was locked up in Auschwitz. Folks, we're just about done. If the outside world, your spouse your kids, your boss, your job, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers if all of those people have to behave a certain way for you to be happy, then you're just never going to be happy. You're just not going to be happy. We have people here that are living in stress. You're living in overwhelm. You're living in worry. You're living you're living in frustration. Sorry, you're just pissed off at the world every day, and you feel sorry for yourself. Because you don't love you. Galatians 5.22. This. This thing tells us in Galatians 5.22 that there's something called the fruits of the spirit, right? Most of you know them. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self control, faithfulness. But for whatever reason, as believers and as the church in general, we don't practice appreciation and gratitude the way we should. We don't look in our spouse's eyes. We don't, we don't sit down with our kids. We don't have coffee with a friend. We don't know how to be in those moments, because remember I said all of this information and no knowledge? And when I sit down with Stephen, I can't even be in the moment because I'm thinking about what i got to do the rest of the day. And I'm thinking about my next appointment and my next... If we want to become the great witnesses for the gospel, we have to be in the moment. People have to know that you care. I want to be in the... You know what I want to do so bad? It's been... December will be two years... My, I've not had sense of smell. I want to smell dirt so bad. I want to smell fresh dirt. Oh, there, there's a, there's another good book. I Haven't read it for years, but it's called One Month to Live. Um, oh, that I had to think by Carrie, Carrie and Chris shook, husband and wife. It's called One Month to Live. Good book. And it goes through if you had a month to live, things. What would you do? What what would you do? Well, if we knew, pastor said um, a few weeks ago, well, one thing we know that it's not changed. We're all going to die. But if we knew we had one month to live, would you take the time to watch that sunrise? Would you take the time to have that coffee with a friend or go smell the dirt? I want to smell dirt so bad. Would you take the time to be in the moment when you're talking to Stephen? Would you take the time to be in the moment? Sunday mm, Sunday mornings are busy here if you're any kind of leader. So like this morning, I was here early like usual, but I was tucked away. Because it's just overwhelming sometimes. And to me, this was my most important thing. So I was tucked away. So I couldn't be pulled in every direction and most of them didn't even matter. That's what makes me sad. Most of them didn't even matter. Because you're what you're what matters. You're Melissa, you're what matters. And Amber, you're what matters. Lisa, you're what matters. Talisha, you're what matters. We're what matter. There, the stuff. this, This, we're we're what matter. It's about people. It's about people. So. If you can't become that person, this isn't a big time challenge message, go home and read. If you can't become that person this morning, if you you can't do it right now, it's really that easy. You can become that person and get rid of all that yuck You can determine to do it and do it right now. Because if you sit there and tell yourself, well, when this changes, and when my my work changes, or my job changes, or I get this or I do that, when I when I have a spouse or when I have a different spouse, when I have more money, when I have, it's it's not gonna change it. It's see you think all these external things are the problem and they're not, you're the problem. Cause you don't love you, you just you just you can determine. I'm t- it's this easy. I'm telling you. You you can determine today to love you and to be different and to live life and to have the life you want. You can have it today if you want to. It can be there today, and you can get rid of living every day pissed off. I, I, Hmm. You see, Jesus loves you unconditionally. Whether you serve Him or don't serve Him. Father God loves you. And He just wants you to reciprocate and give Him that love in return. That love, the love of the Father... It's enough. It, it's enough. It is enough. And you can just be happy now, today, right now. You can just love yourself today, right now, right now. I want to read something as. A friend of mine posted this. I'm going to read this and then I apologize I didn't tell Pastor Otis. I'm going to read this and then Dave's going to play a song. If you want to come pray, we'll pray with you. You can pray by yourself. Our prayer team's always ready. Pastor Otis and I are up here. But your life can be different today. But just listen to this that a friend of mine wrote. He's in his late 50s. Good evening, everyone. I just got back from my cancer treatment. Things didn't sound too good when I heard one of my doctors. He said the treatments were working good in some ways, but in other ways it isn't. He said they have to change treatment strategy. He may have to try a different IV medicine. He started me back on my cancer pill, which I take two times a day. One thing he told me, which was sad to hear him say, was that I needed to get on a treatment that works better than what I'm doing now. Since these treatments only work to slow the spread of the cancer, he said the cancer is what my life would end from. I also have acytes, which is a condition of the liver which causes fluid to build in my abdomen, And that would be another issue that will affect me ever since I've had the cancer. Bottom line is, I don't know how long I have to live. I feel like Jesus is going to call me home soon. I don't know when, but I sure want to be ready for when that day comes. I'm going to serve Jesus no matter how I feel And no matter what condition I'm in, I don't want to miss heaven for any reason. I never dreamed I'd ever have cancer, but I do know God can heal me in the name of Jesus. If he chooses to, praise the Lord. If he takes me home, praise the Lord. I'm a winner either way. I just ask for everyone to keep me in their prayers as I take life one day at a time, whatever God has planned for me. I will continue my cancer treatments every three weeks and let God watch over me through everything. God bless everyone and thank you for your prayers. That's where I want to be. I want to be able to say, if he chooses to heal me, praise the Lord. If he takes me home, praise the Lord. Wow. Dave. Just think about it, people. Just think about it. Hallelujah. Father God, I thank you for this morning and I pray that people in this house don't leave the same way they came. I pray that throughout the day you continue to speak to hearts, you touch lives, you give people revelation of your word and the truth of your word. And Father God, I pray and believe in the name of Jesus as those that seek wisdom and knowledge You will give them wisdom and knowledge just like you did Solomon. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Hello, this is Pastor Rob again. I pray you enjoyed this podcast. What a blessing it has been to have you join us on this social media platform. If you would like more information about Bethel, please check out our website at bethelchurch.community. You can also follow us on our Facebook page at Bethel Church, Tepper's Plains. Have a blessed day and remember, love never fails.